Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Welcome to the Shape of Work podcast. Today, joining us from Seattle is founder and CEO of Pictori, Vikram Chalana. Vikram, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you, Moshe. It was, it's great to be here. Yeah, we did a little bit of research on you guys. We like to work with companies that uh, are doing cool stuff in various spaces that we're interested in. AI is one of them. So Pictori kind of grabbed our attention and see that you guys convert kind of long form content, whether it's video or text into short form, more digestible content, which is very interesting. Obviously, in this day and age, attention is uh, one of the most valuable things we can garner from people. So creating kind of shorter, more bite sized pieces of content is probably very, very valuable these times. So yeah, let's dive into that. Tell us a bit about Pictori and, and what it does, and then we can kind of dive into your story, how you came about it, the challenges, insights. But yeah, let's start with what Pictori does in your words. Yeah. So I think the main thing is repurposing. So we are all sitting on tons of content. We have mountains of content. Like this podcast will be a piece of content that you'll create. We write blogs, we create videos, we create all kinds of webinars, all kinds of content. And what people prefer these days is shorter form content, especially short videos. And you've seen the popularity of TikTok and Instagram Reels and the like. And that's what we help you create. So as a business person, you want to create, you want to be on these platforms, you want to be on YouTube Shorts, you want to be on TikTok, you want to be on Instagram Reels. But it's really hard to create that content, particularly like you're not going to hire videographers to create short TikTok snippets that you might have to post three times a week. So this whole concept of repurposing existing content and creating what I'd call high frequency videos. Mm -hmm. So videos that you, you are able to churn out multiple times a week for different platforms. And by taking existing things out there, whether it's a blog, whether it's a webinar and creating a short TikTok style video out of fit. And that's a very common use case of our platform. Yep. And I imagine the ways that some of your clients use them is in a few ways. One would be like promotional, like getting people interested in the longer form of content or just using it as a standalone to kind of drive the main point of whatever the content is home. What are some of the use cases you've seen, you know, from taking these longer form pieces of content and making them more digestible? Like how have, how have your clients been using them? Yeah, so exactly what you're saying, promotional is, is one of the big use cases. So it could be external or internal. So I did a webinar talking about my company policies. It's a 45 minute long webinar about sexual harassment. And I want to create snippets for it that I want to post on Slack. And this platform could help you do that, could help you create short snippets, which are maybe 30 seconds long. We have some customers who call it nano training material. So they oh, create like a tiny, yeah, it's, it's tiny snippets that, that you kind of either put it on an internal website or, or on Slack and share it there. And then same thing was for external, like marketing would use it for promoting webinar that they they did. Or many of our, many of our customers are course creators, teachers, and they will use it to promote their courses. They'll create short, like, you know, 45 second trailer of the course that they just upload 
overloaded. Right. Um, there's all kinds of very interesting use cases here. That is interesting. I'm inclined to ask, is that your background, like an educational background? Because as you just kind of described some of the educational applications of this, it seems like that's very, very kind of um, an industry that would benefit a lot from Pictori. Is that your background? No, my background is I actually come from the enterprise software world. Gotcha. And uh, what I was doing at my previous, so I, this is my second startup or third startup, if you depending on how you count. And previous company, we built that from zero to about 350 employees. And in the process, I was kind of the thought leader, the webinar guru, the customer interview guy. And I used to do a lot of content creation, like writing blogs. I even wrote a book as a part of my job that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And it was just like over time, you saw the long form traction just go go down. In 2010, we did a white paper on doing more with less in Mm -hmm. the IT world. And we generated millions of dollars of business from that one white paper. And we just haven't been able to replicate that since like the 10, 12 years, because nobody wants to read the 10 page white paper anymore or watch like a 45 minute long webinar. So everybody's gravitating towards short form content, short form videos. And that was kind of my motivation as I was coming out of that business, it's like, you know, there has to be a better way to catch people's attention. People will still read, people will still watch long form videos, but because there's so much content, you're going to be very selective in what you pick. And this, the short form thing, content pieces can help you select what you want to watch. Yeah, I love that. I imagine it has positive implications on both sides. Obviously for the user, it saves time, it gets to the point quicker. But for the creator, it kind of forces them to prioritize the most important parts of the content as well. So in a way, it's also an exercise for the content creator to make sure that they're not bearing the lead to kind of prioritize what's most important and also kind of gives them an exercise in focusing on kind of what's most important. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where AI helps, actually. So we come in, you, you upload your webinar or your course that you created, and we have AI, which helps identify the most interesting sections of your lecture. Ah. Uh, and it, it kind of helps. It gives you a starting point. It's not always 100% accurate. So you can then go in there and change it. But it gives you a really good starting point. Got it. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Like how you guys do it, what makes you different and just touch on it. So it's kind of like a collaborative, reductive effort by like the content creator or team with the AI where, yeah, tell us a bit more. Does the AI kind of give you its first version and then you go through it, you either approve it, add to it, modify it, and then send it out? Like, how does the process work with the AI? Yeah, exactly. So exactly like you described it, I almost call it assisted or augmented artificial intelligence. Because what happens is if you upload your webinar or your podcast in our software, we transcribe it first. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's automatically done by our platform. And then the transcription text is then analyzed. And then we use uh, natural language processing models to identify the salient parts of your speech. And we also look at like, if this is a webinar, then you're doing slide sharing and stuff. So we can look at the video pieces of that webinar as well and combine that with the audio and the text. And we come up, we use all of those three signals to help define a summary. And then we give you a starting point, then you either can accept pieces of it, or you can say, okay, I want to 
remove this, but add this other section. So you basically go through that and you spend maybe a few minutes doing that. It's not like hours and hours project. You just kind of quickly come in there, run the AI, spend a few minutes figuring, fixing it, and then say, okay, yeah. generate one highlights video or generate more than one highlights video from yeah. a single piece of webinar. Love that. Love that. I'm wondering like how, and you might not like know the exact numbers, but like how often does the first version of what the AI generates, how often is that like the final version? And then generally, like how many tweaks does it have to go through? Because it sounds like it's like doing its job pretty well, but there's still like a little bit of modification that needs to happen kind of through that process. Yeah. And I think it depends a lot on the content. On the content. Um, yeah. Yeah. We haven't trained it on specific domains. So we have people who talk on like that type talks, gen more general talks. It can work pretty well in the first pass. But if you are kind of talking about something very specific, cybersecurity type stuff, then it's not going to get the first pass right. And, and so you'll have to do more. And over time, the algorithm does get better and will get faster. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It gets better. For sure. For sure. Yeah, that's really interesting. Just as you're talking and as I'm thinking, I'm wondering if there's like other applications that you have in mind for the future where perhaps like, I don't know, say records like this conversation that you and I are having and then maybe gives you and me like a synthesized version of that. Is that something you guys are thinking about? Does it have those capabilities? What do you think about that? Just, you know, just on a high level. Yeah, it already has that capability. I think. Oh, nice. The. Yeah. The only thing is like, I think the future is more context based. So right. you would say, okay, based on certain keywords or based on certain topics, give me the extracts around that, you know, or you might say like, it could be a webinar that you've done about cybersecurity. Take that as an example. And you talked about protecting against, you know, phishing attacks and say phishing is the keyword that you give. And then it finds all the segments in the webinar where not that you use that word specifically phishing, but where you had re related concepts that you were mm -hmm. talking about. Right. And then you could create one segment of it, one highlight based on phishing. Another one could be, you know, the value of cybersecurity. Another one could be. So that's kind of what yeah. I'm what I'm thinking the future of this will be is is more context specific. Right. And also in the, like, imagine um, the marketing team at a company creating this set of webinars, but the sales team wants specific pieces of it for their customers. Yeah. Right? So a salesperson might be dealing with a customer in the healthcare industry. So he wants any mention of healthcare in there as an extract from that, right. from that webinar. So then you can, they can go in there and say, search, Hey, give me healthcare specific information from this webinar or give me finance specific information from this webinar. Right. Uh, things like that. Yeah, that's great. And then based on that context, the prospect that the sales person is working on can get the information they need and then they'll probably lead them into more buying questions which is always the goal like you give them a little bit they're like oh this is interesting i wanted to know more about this then they ask the salesperson can you tell me more which is kind of taking them through the funnel the lead process which i'm sure has helped a lot of your clients which kind of brings me to my next question what kind of success have your clients had up to now and like what are the industries so two questions maybe we'll start with the second one what are the industries that you guys are seeing a lot of success in and then maybe a follow-up to that what other industries are you looking to tap into? And then what kind of success have your clients had from using Pictori? 
Yeah. So the kinds of industries that we're seeing, again, as you kind of alluded to before, people with a lot of content, right? Yeah. Um, and so e-learning education, that's been an industry that we get a lot of traction, a lot of customers from. So that's one. And the other one is usually I'm seeing services, businesses, things like HR services, IT services, accounting services, people who offer services, they see a lot of value in this. In both these cases, the use case is the video marketing. So they use it to create promotional videos that they might use on YouTube, they might use on their own website, they might use on emails or TikTok or social media channels. So those are like the two broad sectors, e-learning as well as business services, where we're seeing most traction. In terms of results, the kinds of results that customers tell us about is around lead generation yeah. and use uh, SEO because again, it's all about engagement. So, so we hear from customers about, you know, hey, my my content pieces that I created with this video got 70% more engagement than I've ever done. Or this social post that I did with this short video was performed much better than anything that I've done before with only text or with only images. Yes. Um, so those are the kinds of results that customers will see. I love that. Love that. Just had a quick question. Say I have a long form piece of text that I want to put in the Pictori machine. Does it spit out a video that has visuals in addition to synthesizing the text? Like if I'm talking about, you know, urban architecture, is it going to show like different buildings in urban settings? Yes. Like sick. Yes, absolutely. So what it will do is it does two steps. If you have a blog or a white paper that you've written and you put it into the Pictori machine. I like that phrase that you call it, the way you Thank described you. it. Yeah, it goes through summarization process and it's going to first summarize that text and yeah. come up with a short description of it. Then for every sentence, it's going to find the best visual. We have a stock library with millions of video snippets and images uh, that mm -hmm. we search through and we come up with a nice set of visuals that we kind of join together. We also suggest a right music track for your video. And then if you want we have an AI text-to-speech engine mm -hmm. that will narrate it for you as well. Oh, sick. So wait, the music element, you guys are creating original, you know, like audio pieces as well to go on with the video? It's it's not original music. We've actually licensed music tracks from different sources. So we have thousands sure. of music tracks that we've licensed. But we try oh, to cool. find the best music track based on the mood of the article or what it's trying to talk about. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Wow. So that's pretty all encompassing. Wow. Very interesting. Nice, 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 nice. And so you're obviously the founder, the CEO. So you're juggling, you know, multiple facets at a time. How big is your team, by the way, currently? We have about 20 people. It's nice. a pretty small team. Yep. Very nice. Nice. And so just in terms of like building Pictori, choosing your team, you know, everybody likes to talk about the glamorous stuff, you know, raising money. You guys are in the press, this and that. What have been some challenges over the past few years? Obviously, you guys built this kind of during pandemic, a little bit before and after. But what are some challenges that you've you know, experienced along the way? And like, what did they teach you? Like, I believe that struggles and, and, and challenges kind of give us opportunities to find the most insight. What are some things that were tough along the way that taught you some things? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story of my biggest challenge in the beginning, at least. And then obviously, challenges are always present oh, in yeah. business. But yeah. the biggest one was, so it's also the story of our origin. So we started Pictory at a hackathon in Seattle. So we had this idea, like I told you before that, hey, there has to be a better way to edit and create videos and, and stuff. Yeah. So a couple of us went to a hackathon. We pitched 
the idea. And in a hackathon, you get all these developers there and they're eager to do some fun project for the weekend. And so there's a lot of people who raised hands. So we selected a team and it was largely random, the team, but uh, they came together and they worked throughout the weekend. And what I was doing was I called every marketer I knew saying, if we had a product like this, would you buy it? Uh And and I got an overwhelming positive answer that yes, if you had this product like this, I would buy it. And this is how much I would spend on it. So that gave me a lot of confidence about going into this business because so the team was able to do a successful POC during the weekend. They actually had something working. We actually won the best team at the hackathon. It was like one of the bigger hackathons in Seattle and we won the best team award. So we had a lot of validations going on there that, hey, it's possible to do. It's uh, fundable because all the judges at the hackathon were VCs. And then there is a market for it uh, based right. on my conversations that I had. So it took us a few months to build it. And we launched the product. And that was like in the middle of the pandemic, like <laughs> Q2 2020. And everybody who said that they would buy it, they just backed out. They're like, yeah, it's not ready yet, or it's too expensive, or I'm not keen on it. So that was my first lesson is like, people will say something to what you want to hear. But when it actually comes to putting the dollars where their mouth is, it's a stretch. Yeah. But regardless, I mean, that was a good learning because then we just started iterating and we iterated, iterated, iterated. And that first year, 2020 to 2021, it was a lot of conversations, a lot of people that I showed this to thousands of them probably that I did. And and we finally got our product market fit about a year later. And I mean, there were times when I was like, you know, what what, what are we doing? And, and we were self-funding it. We didn't have any VC funding until that point. So we were like, there were so many times along that journey through 2021. We're like, you know, we should stop this. This is insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in the middle of 2021, we finally kind of hit product market fit with a segment of people that I talked about before. Hmm. And we grew from like 50 customers in the beginning of the year to about 5,000 customers by the end of 2021. Wow. And yeah, so that was like, a, that was our, our year of coming out. By the end of the year, we were able to raise a VC round as well. And since then, we haven't looked back. Okay, so what happened after the point where those people who said, yeah, this is a product I'd use and I'd buy after it's built, you come back to them and they're like, yeah, actually we won't. What was the shift there? Like what position, like what decisions did you make from there to get you guys to where, you know, like on the right track to get to actually get users and paying customers? Yeah, so I had hundreds of conversations with them. So because I built it originally thinking that, hey, anybody in a larger company would be interested in this. Yeah. And what I found was this is actually a better fit for really small organizations. Ah. And so in some, in many cases, our customers are like solopreneurs. They're not even like, they don't even have full companies. They're maybe doing side hustles or something. So that was a big shift. And I still want to go sell this product to larger companies, but it just needs more maturation. It needs higher quality of outputs. It needs different effects, template styles, all of that stuff. And we're building that. We're all in the kind of take of building all of that stuff to get it ready for the large companies. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that's really interesting. Kind of leads me to 
to the next thing is what's next for Victoria? I know you mentioned entrepreneurs, small companies, but you're also seeing the applications and use cases for these medium to large companies. What's next for you guys in terms of the type of clients you'll be going for and then the kind of improvements and expansions on the product itself? Yeah. So the kind of customers are, as I alluded to, it's, it's going to be the larger companies we want to go after next year onwards as the product gets ready for them. And in terms of product improvements, it's just getting the AI to do really good. There was a phrase I think Steve Jobs used to use it's indistinguishable from magic and, oh, yeah, technology. Uh, and that's how I want to kind of get it to a point where it feels magical so that the larger companies the larger customers I just like this makes total sense why should we not yeah the actual quote is any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic that's great yeah I love that yeah. sufficiently advanced yeah that's that's the key word is indistinguishable from magic yeah incredible Nice, 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 nice. And so, yeah, like what are some things that maybe you would tell some up and coming entrepreneurs, maybe product managers, people building a team, you know, as they're in that process, what kind of insights do you think maybe you would share with like your younger self or maybe like a little brother that you would have or something like that? Um, Yeah, my younger brother is actually also involved in the business. So it's kind of funny. Well, look at that. (laughs) You mentioned that. Amazing. But we've been teaching each other about this. He's on the tech side and I'm on the business side. And I think the product market fit is important and you have to find it. And sometimes it's not the product because the trap that we were in for almost a year was we just kept trying to figure out the product for the market that we started out, assuming that was going to be our market. So we just tried, kept iterating through our product, kept iterating through our product. But it turned out that the market that we were targeting was the wrong market. We needed to target this small business, solopreneurs, YouTubers as our market. And as soon as we kind of made that switch, it felt like I was not pushing the rope uphill anymore. I was getting a lot of demand. We were getting a lot of customers coming in. So that's kind of the key thing is it's not always about your product. It's really about the product and the market and both of them have to find a fit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it right there. It's obviously a very simple thing to say, but to actually do it is the challenging part. And it seems like you've done it with Pictori and it seems like it's only going to grow because I don't see our attention spans getting longer, like maybe, maybe later, you know, so... <laughs> Just seems like even with TikTok, which is like shorter than Instagram in terms of attention span, you know, that's kind of the trend. So big success to you. I think a lot of people can learn from what you're doing, specifically the product, just the fact that it serves a need that continues to grow with the attention span. And so, yeah, it's great having you. Is there anything else you wanted to chat about or have our viewers and listeners kind of know or, you know, touch upon? Yeah, absolutely, Moshe. I mean, it's been an awesome time talking to you. And I think if you want to try the platform, it's pretty simple. Yeah. If any of your listeners, they just go to our website, pictory.ai, and we offer a free trial. You just sign up for a free trial and off you go. You can make three videos with the free trial and give it a shot. And if there's feedback that you have for us, we're happy to hear and prove our product. I mean, that's great. If people are listening, three free videos from you guys is kind of crazy. I might even try that myself, huh, Vikram. <laughs> I mean, please go for it. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, so many applications for it. Yeah. We could probably have another conversation on just the various applications of it in the sales funnel, you know, from the intro to the engagement, to the close, just in the sales context, this has a lot of applications and we could probably chat about that on another podcast. That'll be interesting. But yeah, thanks again, Vikram. Love what you're doing. We'll definitely check it out. We think it's obviously an amazing product and yeah, thank you. We'll put the links to everything in the description and yeah, thanks again, Vikram. Appreciate you. Super cool. Thank you, Moshe. It was great talking to you.